0: Welcome to Hollywood Insider's podcasts. Do subscribe and feel free to visit hollywoodinsider.com for more. Hollywood Insider is a media network focused on substance and meaningful entertainment while being against gossip and scandal so as to utilize media as a tool to unite and better our world by combining entertainment, education, and philanthropy. Bigger Than Ant-Man, a tribute to the career of Paul Rudd. Written by Trent Canucan. You're not so crazy. Hey! (laughs) From humble comic beginnings, Paul Rudd has achieved superstardom without losing the common touch. Here are some of his greatest roles. Paul Rudd, Bigger Than Ant-Man When Paul Rudd was cast as Ant-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, some couldn't help but react with amusement. Rudd was a comic actor, known for sidekick roles in films like Anchorman, and the 40-year-old virgin suddenly drafted up to the MCU big leagues to match muscles and wits with Iron Man and Captain America. Not only that, but the character seemed absurd, even for an MCU that had recently inducted the Guardians of the Galaxy into its ranks. He shrinks down to the size of an ant while retaining the strength of a man, and he can also talk to ants. You're cute. <laughs> <laughs> It's the sort of idiosyncratic comic book character that nowadays might wind up on the roster of a suicide squad or the sort of oddball character Rudd could have played for his friends Tim and Eric on their Adult Swim sketch comedy show. Ant-Man isn't that far of a leap from Celery Man. Hey, Paul, I'm Tane, your latest dancer. I can't wait to entertain you. Now, Tane, I can get into. Rudd leaned into the humor of the premise, crafting a character who is frequently as gobsmacked by the world of superheroes as the rest of us. His contributions led to him becoming the only MCU actor to be additionally credited as a writer on his film series, and his smaller stakes approach to the character paid off in a big way when Ant-Man became the unexpected MVP of Avengers Endgame. Fans of Rudd's filmography may not be so surprised by his success as a superhero. The actor has made a name for himself playing smug, straight-faced characters in over-the-top worlds. In Anchorman, the Legend of Ron Burgundy, Rudd played Brian Fantana, a 1970s field reporter who uses a cologne made from bits of real panther, and openly engages other reporters in outdoor brawls that involve machetes and tridents. Blackbeard's delight, she gets a special. In memorable cameos, he played a self-righteous Abel in the biblical parody Year One and a cocky John Lennon in the Johnny Cash spoof Walk Hard the Dewey Cox Story. Rudd does an incredible Liverpoodlian accent. Rudd's pre-Marvel work also displays the gravitas needed for the occasionally apocalyptic universe inhabited by the Avengers. In 1996, he played Paris in Baz Luhrmann's adaptation of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And in 2000, he appeared as Mick Carraway in a made-for-TV rendition of The Great Gatsby. How about a month ago, a man named Gatsby's. A Rudd Map to Success Though Rudd's parents both hail from London, Rudd himself was born in New Jersey and spent most of his formative years in the Kansas City metropolitan area. This genial Midwestern upbringing no doubt informed Rudd's trademark affability while a three-month stint studying at Oxford's British American Drama Academy laid the groundwork for roles in Shakespeare adaptations and in Broadway plays, including a 2006 production of Richard Greenberg's Three Days of Rain with Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts. want to see it. Okay. I don't, I don't want to do it. No. Uh, it's basically... It's... Yep. Shortly after graduating from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, Rudd started getting noticed, booking a 1991 Super Nintendo commercial and a recurring role on the NBC drama Sisters. Only a few years later, Rudd's starring role in 1995's Clueless became his ticket to superstardom. Hey, just because my mother marries someone else doesn't mean he's my father. A loose adaptation of Jane Austen's novel, Emma, Clueless provides a roadmap for Rudd's career. Rudd played a comedic foil to Alicia Silverstone, broadcasting a sense of posh superiority he'd later unleash on Steve Carell in Dinner for Schmucks and on Melissa McCarthy in This is 40. By counting the rings. (laughs) While Rudd's go-for-broke comedic chops don't get showcased in Clueless, the film was directed by comedy legend and Fast Times at Ridgemont High director Amy Heckerling, paving the path for Rudd's future collaborations with Judd Apatow and Adam McKay. Clueless highlights Rudd's position at the nexus between boyish charisma and sex appeal. His character Josh Lucas is the ex-stepbrother of Silverstone's Cher Horowitz, and towards her he displays an almost feline haughtiness, all sneers and smirks, until his affection renders him charmingly befuddled. You care about me? Josh. As is often the case with Rudd's characters, he's clever, but too emotional to present himself as the intellectual giant he sees himself as. Seeing the resolve melt away through his signature stammer has become a highlight of many a Rudd performance. My daughter again? i so sorry. Did I did touch you touched my nipple. I got right below your shoulder. I have very high nipples. You taste like a burger. Since 2000, Rudd has become a fixture in the films and television projects of America's greatest comedic minds. He appeared in Stephen Colbert and Amy Sedaris's Strangers with Candy, Adam Scott's The Greatest Event in Television History, and Reno 911. Good afternoon, ladies. <laughs> welcome, welcome to these single moms. In Parks and Recreation, Rudd capitalized on his good looks and his capacity for empty headedness to play wealthy politician and Leslie Nope antagonist, Bobby Newport. The brilliance of the part is that while Bobby Newport threatens to undo everything Leslie Nope has worked for, he is blissfully unaware of consequences and desperately wants to be her friend. Like a particularly destructive puppy dog. Now I get it. Here you go. Your mom and my dad are both dicks. The actor won a Critics' Choice Award for the role which he reprised for the series' 2020 reunion. Often, the joke of Rudd's appearance in a project is that he is playing himself, mild-mannered yet prone to annoyance. In John Glazer's Delocated, the main character responds to a tragic encounter with Rudd by sorrowfully rattling through the actor's filmography. Rudd's flexibility and his reputation as a generous performer has made him the good luck charm of comedy producers Judd Apatow and David Wayne, both of whom rarely create a project without leaving room for Rudd. At the age of 32, Rudd played Andy, the resident bad boy at a Jewish summer camp in David Wayne's 2001 cult classic Wet Hot American Summer. Wayne, the absurdist genius behind Stella, Children's Hospital, and Medical Police, deliberately cast two old actors like Rudd Amy Poehler, Elizabeth Banks, and Christopher Maloney as teenagers as part of the joke. However, Rudd's seemingly eternal youthfulness ends up subverting the original gag and becoming a joke itself. As Andy, Rudd turns his famous smart electness to 11. He shirks his responsibilities to shepherd younger campers, resulting in a running gag in which Rudd must dispose of any young witnesses to his negligence by throwing them out of a moving van. Mom. Oh. I'm sorry, man, I didn't realize you. I thought your mom was still dressing herself. He plays on his natural charm by presenting Andy as the epitome of hormonal teen boorishness. He dismisses his rival Coop, Michael Showalter, with a lazy sarcasm and displays his propensity for physical comedy by petulantly tossing a cafeteria tray to goad camp counselor Beth, Janine Garofalo. After making out with a barbecue sauce-faced Elizabeth Banks, Rudd dismisses her with the unforgettable line, you taste like a burger. I don't like you anymore. It tastes like a burger. I don't like you anymore. 14 years later, at the age of 46, Rudd returned to the role of Andy for Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp. Over the Wayne Bow. Rudd and Wayne went on to make several more films together, with Rudd's characters often being explorations of the insecurities behind an overblown ego. In 2012's Wanderlust, Rudd plays a husband who along with his wife, Jennifer Addison, ends up at a free love commune in Georgia. Rudd's attempts to psych himself up for sexual exploration culminate in him standing in front of a mirror talking about sex in a series of bizarre and decidedly unsexy improvised accents. Direction? Hmm? You like my erection selection? What do you think Eva? Yeah? You gonna take it? 2008's Role Models gives Rudd the ultimate yuppie rant, complaining about the logic of the drink sizes at Starbucks. Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a lot. He means events. In 2014's rom-com parody They Came Together, Rudd perfectly lampoons the typical romantic lead tropes. In one scene, Rudd returns to his apartment to propose to his girlfriend, obliviously stepping over piles of rumpled clothes and lingerie as he calls her name. As she bursts into the room in the arms of another man, he somehow doesn't notice and goes on with his big dumb proposal anyway. Wayne's films are peak Paul Rudd's silliness, Made all the better for the actor's total earnest commitment in his performances. 2011's Our Idiot Brother saw the often ironic Rudd flip the script, instead, playing a character who is loving and trusting to a sometimes uncomfortable degree. The film is reminiscent of Dostoevsky's novel, The Idiot which follows the stories of a simple-hearted prince who finds himself at the center of a complicated spider's web of schemes and double dealing. After being arrested for accidentally selling weed to a manipulative, uninformed police officer, Rudd finds himself thrown into the troubled lives of his three sisters, which he inadvertently sabotages by being completely honest and genuine. The film trades on Rudd's real-life, aw shucks, nice guy persona and it tells a story that is profoundly touching and philosophical. Okay, I didn't just hear that. I said I broke down, I went and to the kid that lives across the street from me. You don't tell your parole officer that you just got high. Um. Oh. Positivity. Rudd also explored the message of positivity in 2009's I Love You Man. In that film, Rudd plays a man preparing to marry his girlfriend, Rashida Jones, only to realize that he doesn't have a single male friend to serve as his best man. Enter Jason Siegel, with whom Rudd forms an intense bromance after the discovery of their mutual adoration for the Canadian prog rock band, Rush. Siegel's character bolsters Rudd's confidence with maxims like, trying is having the intention to fail, and Rudd giddily recounts their hangouts with his fiance. Recounting their recent jam session, Rudd brags about slap and debase, in an attempted reggae accent that ends up sounding more like Borat. It takes a great comic actor to perfect bad accents at the level that Paul Rudd has. I slap the bass big time. What do you, what is that? You sound like a leprechaun. Positivity has become a hallmark of many of Rudd's films. In 2012's The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Rudd plays Mr. Anderson, a self-assured English teacher who bonds with Logan Lerman's Charlie over their mutual love of reading for pleasure. In The Fundamentals of Caring, Rudd plays a grieving father who becomes a caregiver for Trevor, Craig Roberts, a teenager with muscular dystrophy. In Role Models, which Rudd co-wrote, Rudd and Sean William Scott play energy drink salesmen who become immersed in the world of medieval live-action role-playing in their quest to boost the self-reliance of a shy fantasy enthusiast played by Christopher mintz plasse What's great about Rudd's mentor films is that, perhaps to their own perpetual juvenility, Rudd is able to truly relate to younger people on their level. He's got juice in it. You know, I'm 35 years old. I got nothing to show for my life. i think gonna be something. Paul on Paul, identity and introspection are recurring themes in Rudd's dramatic work. In David Gordon Green's *Prince Avalanche*, Rudd and Emily Hirsch are highway painters traveling down an extremely remote stretch of road in rural Texas. It's a zen-like existential film that challenged the inventively goofy star to improvise down a more meditative path. In Neil LaBute's button-pushing the shape of things, Rudd plays a nebbish college student who is influenced by an attractive grad student, Rachel Wise, to completely overhaul his personality to suit her whims. In 2019's Netflix series Living With Yourself, Rudd gave his most overtly introspective performance as a man who clones himself in a misguided attempt to improve his life. The clone turns out to be a supposedly improved version of himself, causing Rudd's awkward and confident alter egos to collide. Playing your own double is a great acting challenge and with Living With Yourself, Rudd joined the ranks of actors like Nicolas Cage, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jesse Eisenberg, Leonardo DiCaprio and Lindsay Lohan. Rudd Meets Judd It's impossible to talk about Paul Rudd without mentioning Judd Apatow. The two have been frequent collaborators since Anchorman. Apatow has provided Rudd with some of the most outrageous characters, often audaciously reversing his inherent magnetism. In The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Rudd's character runs into his ex, Mindy Kaling, at a speed dating event and creepily reminisces about their past sex life wildly swinging from insulting her and offering to make love to her underneath the eiffel tower so creepy let's go to paris i want to take you underneath the eiffel tower and make love to you in knocked up seth rogan and rudd go on a double date with their respective partners katherine heigl and leslie mann and end up completely alienating them by bromancing with each other over impressions of back to the future's doc brown and robert de niro for what it's worth Rogan does a better Doc Brown, but Rudd does a better De Niro. Who needs a time machine. This is my time machine. I'm gonna throw you my DeLorean gun it to 88. 2008's Forgetting Sarah Marshall has Rudd playing an archetypal surfer doofus character, giving Jason Segel a pep talk that includes lines like, when life gives you lemons, Just say F the lemons and bail. There's something about Rudd's apple-cheeked grin that, when applied correctly, announces a deeply penetrating mental fog. 2012's This Is 40 catches up with Rudd and Mann's characters from Knocked Up, in the lead-up to Rudd's character's 40th birthday. We're 40 years old. If we don't do it now, when are we gonna do it? Your eyes are kind of glazing over. No, no, I'm just, I'm processing it all. Going toe-to-toe with an irate Melissa McCarthy in a principal's office, Rudd weaponizes his abilities to enchant and to feign ignorance to overcome her. Conclusion Rudd keeps busy with his involvement in Say, the Stuttering Association for the Young, which he joined after playing a stuttering character in a play. He helps to organize an annual event to benefit Kansas City's Children's Mercy Hospital, an occasion that has also attracted fellow Kansas natives Jason Sudeikis and Rob Briggle. Going forward, Rudd will honor his departed collaborator Harold Ramis with a starring role in Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters reboot, Ghostbusters Afterlife. He's reuniting with Will Ferrell, Katherine Hahn, and Michael Showalter in The Shrink Next Door, in which he'll play psychiatrist Dr. Isaac Hirschkoff. He will suit up as Ant-Man yet again in Marvel's upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Whatever project Rudd has in the works, we can always count on him appearing on his friend Conan O'Brien's show to promote it with a clip. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. The written version of this article can also be found on hollywoodinsider.com. Subscribe to our podcast and also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash hollywoodinsidertv. Follow us on our social media. We will be back next time with more thought-provoking features.